This is a podcast from The Samplecast, Volume 3, Episode 69. The Samplecast. Hello, welcome. It's Ruben Cornell here, your host for The Samplecast each and every week. And uh, I'm back. I was very, very poorly uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I've bounced back. So uh, I'm really glad to be putting a new show together for everybody out there. This week, we have got bargains. We've got tips. We've got freebies. We've got a feature on a competition by Audio Ollie, And we're also reviewing scoring synths by him as well. Don't forget, if you want all the information about the sample libraries that are featured, head over to the Samplecast website. There's links for all of them there. And there you can also find links to the YouTube show where you can see all of the libraries in action. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so via iTunes or your podcast provider. And also, if you can review and rate us, that would be really great. I'll be doing one more episode of the Samplecast, episode 70. Uh, that will be next week, all things going well. And then I'm having a few weeks break. Uh, I'm actually uh, going away. So it's not just going to be working on other projects. I'm going to be out of the country. So I will see you guys after that. But uh, in the meantime, let's kick off with this week's news. Roundup. So a few months ago, Red Room Audio released a slew of orchestral libraries under the banner of their Palette series. Now they're turning their attention to acoustic percussion, especially geared up for cinematic and trailer work. I've been testing these instruments for a couple of weeks. I have to say that they're sounding stunning. They're very intuitive to use and much like the rest of Red Room Audio's instruments, they're made for fast work and playability. They're called Saga Acoustic Trailer Percussion and this is a library running in full contact and it's about four gigs in size. It features 110 different instruments in two microphone positions and the standout features here are the flexible mapping and playable roles on the mod wheel. I really enjoyed having a little tinkle with those. For a full rundown of all the articulations and more info about Saga, do have a look at the link in the show notes. Next up, Century Harps by 8DO, which is a new collection of two different concert harps running in the full version of Contact 5.6 and above. They're 28 gigs in compressed size. 
As well as multi-sampling the harps, 8DO have also captured over 3,000 glissando samples, so a pretty big collection here. The harps have been recorded with four microphone positions, and as it's part of their Century series, it was recorded in the same room as the strings and brass. The library sounds lovely, but the price, to be honest, might put some people off. This shit's expensive. Judge for yourself at the 8DO site. Another week, another Dronar library from Gothic Instruments. This one is focused on the sounds of metal and glass, and it runs in the full version of Contact 5.7.3 and above, and it's about four and a half gigs in compressed size. There are 235 presets here using the now familiar and very flexible Dronar engine. The core samples have been created by accomplished sound designer Alessandro Camnasio. He's got a really good pedigree, I like a lot of his work, uh, so I'm expecting grand things from this collection of drones and soundscapes. There were a few grumbles last time around about the last Dronar library and the CPU usage, which some people did find to be a bit high, so I'll be interested to download this new one and see if they've managed to have a look at that issue. There's more about Dronar metal and glass and discount information for existing customers over at the Time and Space website. Kirk Hunter hasn't released anything for a little while and when I met up with him at NAMM in January he said he had a very special violin library in the works and now it's out. This is Front Row Violins. It runs in the full version of Contact 5.7.1 and above and is a relatively neat 2GB in size. The unique thing here is that Kirk has sampled violins in 16 different positions in the room so that you can build an ensemble of any number from solo to the full 16 instruments. So it's worth knowing that this isn't a simulated ensemble, each violin has been recorded separately. 
There are loads of articulations here, a neat staccato transformer function, and some clever legato and divisi scripting that keeps the number of violins playing to a realistic number when you jump into harmonies and divisis. I did help to put the walkthrough together for this, and I really enjoyed playing with the library. One thing I would say is don't be put off by the rather old-fashioned looking interface as the sound is fresh and lively. It's definitely worth a look at the Kirk Hunter site. I'll be reviewing Audio Ollie's scoring synths later on in the show, but to celebrate the release, he's actually released a composition competition with three prizes. The first is a Moog Model D, then the second is a Moog Sub 37, and there's also free Audio Ollie products for life. To enter, you need to compose a track with scoring synths, so obviously you do need to buy it and submit that track before May the 1st, 2018. There's more info at Ollie's website. Bargain VST. Now on to this week's bargains, and the first one is an excellent piano bundle, which has been on offer before, but I don't think it's been on offer at such a good rate. This is 70% off discount, and the bundle contains two piano libraries for contact from Audio Imperia. You've got Clavier Gravitas and Clavier Red Planet. I actually featured these instruments all the way back in show nine. Basically, you can create spacey piano tones by mixing in piano harmonics and overtones and guitar overtones. It's a little bit difficult to explain, so you're better off checking the VST Buzz site out at the link in the show notes. And you can grab this bundle there for 70% off. It's now just 79 euros.
50% off sample tracks now and I probably don't need to say any more than that. It's 50% off, it's sample tracks. They're an awesome sound design company releasing packs at half off for the next couple of weeks and the link is in the show description. Next up, 50% off Garretton products. I'm a big fan of Garretton libraries. Personal Orchestra is actually the very first orchestral library that I started to compose with. And it's a very comprehensive collection with a super lightweight footprint. So it's good for composing mock-ups on the go. There's currently a 50% off discount being offered across all Garretton products. So definitely worth having a look. Do check the link in the show notes. A quick little freebie for you this week. I love lurking on the Bedroom Producers blog website and their constant source of freebies gives me a good reason to keep coming back. So this is a good collection of nine multi-sampled analog synths from Korg, Sultan and Lel for sound font and contact five. It's a dinky 118 megabytes in size with a very kind of worn out cassette sort of vibe. Do check the link in the show notes to download it. Big 
Welcome to this week's big review and it's scoring synths by Audio Ollie. A few weeks ago I was getting really excited about this library. The concept was simple, recording synth sounds amped and played back in live scoring rooms and then recording them with multiple mic positions with vintage mics to create a worldized synth library. And this is designed to play nicely with acoustic instruments. For a synth library, this is pretty huge. It's 75 gigabytes in size with 120,000 samples. You've got up to 17 round robin variations that have been recorded with multiple synth layers and eight microphone positions. So let's have a quick listen. The interface for this houses three windows, the main mixer window, which has mixing controls for the various hall mics and direct output, and there are controls for mono and glide. There's an ADSR control there for both the amplitude and filter cutoff, and more dials for tuning, velocity, and stereo spread. The other two windows are for arpeggiator and step sequencer. So I'll begin by looking at the positive points about this library. First off, if this concept and the sounds are for you, then you're going to be in heaven. As with eight mic positions and options for filtering all of the sounds, it's not hard to get the timbre that you're after. The sounds are authentic and I couldn't find any duff samples. I did play through all of the patches, well, most of the patches anyway. It must be said that some of the mic positions here are a little noisy and this does start to build up when you add more mics. To be honest, that's to be expected with any library to a certain extent. And in some ways it actually adds to the vintage charm. The most useful patches I found here were the sub bass, 
bass, pads and synth swells. It's refreshing to hear those kind of sounds in a live context and an unusual type of sound that was very pleasing to me. Less successful, I think, are the synthesized percussion patches. To be honest, I just can't think of any reason that I'd use most of those percussion sounds. So on to the cons, and I must say this library is not as easy to use as I'd have liked. First off, I think the interface gets a bit lost in its minimalist concept, with absolutely tiny controls for mic panning, tuning and spread. It's the same story for the Polystep Matrix with really dinky little controls for adjusting the transposing of notes. I also did have a problem with the mapping. The synth control layers are so far down the keyboard that even using my 88 key controller, I had to jump up and down with the octave buttons. Maybe there should be an option for adjusting where those key switches sit. Despite the name, there aren't really many options for synthesizing the existing sounds, apart from messing with the microphone positions and using the dual ADSR controls to mess with the sounds. So to me, this library is quite far from being any kind of synthesizer. If you're interested in this library, I would urge you to go over and have a look at the walkthrough videos on the Audio Ollie website because there's an awful lot there and Ollie has gone to great pains to explain exactly how the library works and play through a lot of the sounds. In conclusion, I think this is a big and bold library from Ollie, and I'm sure it will have its fans. However, for me, I think that despite the interesting concept of recording synths in a physical space, this actually creates more problems than it solves. It's telling that some of the interface controls are there to roll off the noise floor and fix the phase problems. I also think that the huge number of mic positions and relatively few presets will hinder the breadth of use for this library. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen fewer positions and more sounds. For me, the value of any sample library is about whether I'll personally use it. Now, I can see myself reaching for this and firing it up occasionally, for some organic sounding retro synth for very specific projects but in all honesty and i'm really sorry to say this that i'll just as likely go for omnisphere and treat the sounds with some sort of external effects you can see what i'm talking about and check out scoring synths at the audio ollie website tips and tricks This week I've got a tip for quickly making audio loops for games and such like. I do see this question pop up on Facebook now and again, so I thought I'd have a crack at it. Here we go. So to show you this technique, I'm going to use a short percussion clip that I actually wrote for the Saga Acoustic Trailer Percussion Library that I featured earlier on in the show, and it sounds like this. And if we wanted to export that as a audio file and loop it in a game, normally you'd just export the whole thing, chop it down to size and there's your loop. But unfortunately because of all the verb tails and such like, the loop doesn't sound very realistic. You can hear that gap. So we can rectify that by actually recording and bouncing the loop twice. So we'll copy and paste the original MIDI information of the loop and then we'll bounce the entire thing 
And do make sure the snapping in your door is set to beats or bars to make sure of clean edits. And we're going to use the second part of the loop. So the first part plays through and it's already looped around and you get the reverb tails into the second part. And that loop should sound a lot more smooth. And that's how to quickly and easily make seamless loops in your door. Thanks so much for downloading and checking out the sample cast. I'll be here again next week for you. In the meantime, head over to the website at thesamplecast.com for all the information about the libraries and uh, other episodes of the show as well. You can reach out to me personally at The Samplecast on Twitter. You can also grab us on Instagram, just search for The Samplecast, all one word. Or you can email thesamplecast at gmail.com and that will wend its way straight to my inbox. Thank you very much. Again, it's really appreciated if you can review and rate the show on your chosen podcast provider or over on iTunes. That'd be great. And I will see you again next week. Bye-bye now.